The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. As Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside by themselves and said to them on the way, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and scourged and crucified, and he will be raised on the third day. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee approached Jesus with her sons and did him homage, wishing to ask him for something. He said to her, What do you wish? She answered him, Command that these two sons of mine sit, one at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. Jesus said in reply, You do not know what you are asking. Can you drink the chalice that I am going to drink? They said to him, We can. He replied, my chalice you will indeed drink, but to sit at my right and at my left, that is not mine to give, but is for those for whom it has been prepared by my Father. When the ten heard this, they became indignant at the two brothers. But Jesus summoned them and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and the great ones make their authority over them felt but it shall not be so among you. Rather, whoever wishes to be great among you shall be your servant. Whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave. Just so, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes it's been on the whole time and I just turned myself off, so sorry about that. Um, as we continue um, throughout Lent, one of the things that we haven't gotten the chance to celebrate in really two years, is what we celebrate on, on Holy Thursday, uh, when Jesus washes his disciples' feet. And of course, so much of what he's talking about right here has directly to do with that, right? You know, he says that the Son of Man has come to serve. And in that example, when he does that for the disciples, and remember, notice that there's two things that are happening here, and they're kind of the same. It says that he takes the disciples and sets them apart to teach them something. And then in that same moment, too, at the washing of the feet, again, you know, he has them set aside. They're in a room just with Jesus, so he can give them this lesson, this example. And then at the end of that, you know, when he washes their feet, and again, they don't quite understand it again, right? They don't understand this, this humbling of himself instead of exalting himself as, as this honored teacher or leader. But instead, you know, what does he say to them? He says, I give you an example you know, go and do likewise. As he served them, that's, that's what they were supposed to do to the rest of the people. And, and it's amazing because I was thinking about this, you know, over time. And as Jesus says, you know, he gives his life as a ransom for many, just the sacrifice of his life. And I couldn't really think of any, <clears throat> excuse me, a better example of this than really so many of you 
our parents that sit here in this church every morning. And the sacrifice of parenthood, especially the sacrifice of motherhood that I see. Now, I've said this before. So there's only a couple men <laughs> that work here, right? It's like me, Father Carrie, and Deacon Bill, basically. And then Walder, who does a lot of our, our maintenance and repair and things like that and stuff. But I work with a lot of moms. I know two of them are here today. So Wiko and Janelle are here today. And so as such, I get to hear a lot about like their kids and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, there is no sacrifice like parenthood or motherhood. <laughs> and, and that's the amazing thing. It's just like, Jesus, the way in which he sacrifices, once parents even bring life into the world, you know, come together and be able to bring life into the world, then at that point, once it's in the world, your whole world changes. You know, how much you actually give to your children. It's no more about like, you're like, well, it's like, I don't know, we go to Hawaii or pay, you know, like St. Cecilia tuition. It's just like, well, no, we'll probably pay the tuition, right? You know, and, and if you're lucky, maybe you could do both, right? But it, it's, it's amazing to me how much I see the driving around, the back and forth, uh, you know, the helping, uh, the helping of your children and everything. And I get to witness that through you guys all the time. And so it's just that reminder of, of service and of who Jesus Christ is. Many of you devoted your whole life to raising your children in that way. But we continue that in our whole entire Christian life, our whole entire Christian walk. I think all of you have seen The Passion of the Christ this time of Lent. A lot of people watch that again, even though it's very difficult to watch. And one of the things that we see is we see Mary still fulfilling that role of mother. You know, like a very, a very normal earthly role of motherhood even though, you know, she was sinless and had so many more unique characters and aspects about her. But one of the things that was amazing, and I've heard somebody compare this before, was remember after the, the un unbelievable brutality of the scourging of Jesus, you see Mary, you know, wiping up the precious blood of her son. And somebody was talking about when we clean the vessels, that that's what Mary was doing every single drop of her son's blood was something that was precious. She realized, even though she couldn't fully realize what his sacrifice was, there was something intuitively that she knew about it, just from her own maternity, her own motherhood. And that's an amazing thing to me. One of, one of my friends is, is studying for a couple of exams today, and I've shared this with, with all of you before. Much of my mother's suffering in my, in my adult life has been, you know, just even through my seminary life. The, the struggles that I had as, as a student and stuff like that, I, I've told you guys before, there were times where my mom would be up in the middle of the night, you know, a seven-hour difference between, like, Rome and Texas, where they live, just to pray for me, for my exam, that, that I would succeed. So even, even at, you know, in my 40s, my mom is still interceding on my behalf, still, you know, serving, serving me, her son, that's a super humbling experience. But that's the God that we believe in. That's the Lord that we have in Jesus Christ. You know, and so it, it's not to be confused with honor or exalting ourselves, but, but it's actually serving each other, being there for one another. Um, and usually, often, that could be a really inconvenient thing, but we do it because of the love that we have for one another. We overcome the inconvenience because we love the other person. And so we will will their good, as I often say. We will the good of the other person by the sacrifices that we make 
in our lives. And so as we continue through Lent, we're remembered in, in, the, in the preface that I'll use today, they use a term that I really like. They call our sins our disordered affections. So we remember all throughout this Lent, we, we detach ourselves from our sin, our disordered affections, so that we could more effectively serve the body of Christ and help one another. God bless you all.